You're listening to the Big Finish Podcast, official launch date 28th of August 2017. Hello, it's Nick and Benji here. Hello. Sorry, I don't I, know why I said it in that funny voice. <laughs> I, 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 I sort of saw it, and then I, I just in my head, I just kept thinking of all the ways I could have done it better. Ah, <laughs> oh, big finish, big finish, big finish. What more can I say, Nick? Well, Doctor Who, Torchwood, Dark Shadows, Blink Seven, The Prisoner, The Avengers, The Omega Factor, Benny Summerfield, Dorian Gray, Dracula, Frankenstein. We do it all and more on audio, full cast drama, words in wrong order, and audiobooks. <laughs> <laughs> and coming up in this podcast, not last week's, not next week's, or there might be, the latest Big Finish news, listeners' emails, our guest star interview, the randomoid Selectatron, the latest releases, and our 15-minute drama tease. As you'll have gathered, our guest star is Matthew Waterhouse, famous for being Adric, ill-fated companion of the fifth Doctor Who, Peter Davidson, and he's on fine form. Our 15-minute drama tease is the next 15 minutes, yes, the next 15 minutes, not the previous 15 minutes, because that would be silence, of the first episode of the second volume of The Prisoner. Follow that? Not sure I do. If you listened to last week's podcast, uh, we played you the first 15 minutes. This week, the story continues. What a tease! It's like a sort of audio jigsaw, isn't it? A little bit here, a little bit there. Slap it all together and you got yourself a a listen there. But uh, in the meantime, Nick, do you fancy some news? I ruddy well do, Benji. This is the Big Finish Nose. I mean news. This is the Big Finish Nose. Kill Nick and Benji! Smash already. I was I was going to uh, play a, a harmonica, but I'm halfway through packing things, and and it had it had <laughs> He's to be moving packed. House. I'm moving house, and it had to go. I packed up all of my Doctor Who into one big Doctor Who DVD box, a huge box, and and proudly labelled it Doctor Who uh, to make sure, obviously, that I knew what it was. Yes. But I felt incredibly I felt incredibly proud. But my. Uh, my rules hat was on and I was saying no I can't put that in there have to find something to fill that gap can't be non-Doctor <laughs> Who well, it doesn't have and then you know like I sealed the box up brought it downstairs and then came back upstairs looked down and what did I see the claws of Axos abort man abort that's my um, claws of Axos quote <laughs> well I, I suppose we would uh, but uh, uh, crack on then so released yes, yes, on Tuesday not? the 29th of August Doctor Who short trips The British Invasion yes. and it's written by The Ian. British Invasion oh, with Phil Marshall Montgomery <laughs> It's bound to make everybody happy that he's back because I've sure <laughs> missed him uh, It's written by Ian Potter and performed by Wendy Padbury Yes, the actual Zoe from actual Doctor Who's actual television programme thingies from the actual late 1960s Here's a flipping clip. The TARDIS eased itself into reality in the shadow of a tall brick tower near a broad, slow river. Ordinarily, the grinding roar of its engines might have turned heads, but not today. A nearby brass band drowned out the howl of its arrival, and the eyes of passers-by were drawn elsewhere. 
The doctor swung open the TARDIS's police box door and breathed in city air. Hmm, not bad, he smiled. That was absolutely splendid, but why wasn't I in it? Well, I don't know, I'll buy, I don't know. Uh, on the 31st of August, the Big Finish website will announce further details about the 8th Doctor Time War box set. Here's a sneak preview of them. As you may know, Paul McGann will be starring alongside... Ne- I nearly read that. Raki Thakra, who plays his companion Bliss in a new series of adventures. We can reveal the four story titles literally now. Yes, literally now. Really, not figuratively, Literally. literally. Yes, the first one's called The Starship of Theseus by John Dorney. Uh, the second one's called Echoes of War by Matt Fitton. Echoes of War one, by Matt Fitton. Sorry, I was, had war. to echo it. You were doing an echo, were you? It's very witty. Oh, <laughs> dear, dear, dear. I was going to do Matt Fitton, Matt Fitton, Matt Fitton. Uh, the Conscript by Matt Fitton, Matt Fitton, Matt Fitton. One Life by John Dorney, 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 Dorney. Here's the trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. The Eighth Doctor, The Time War, Volume 1. Welcome aboard the space cruiser Theseus. We're on a cruise liner. But there's no glass. That's space out there. Please have your tickets and boarding passes ready. Why aren't we dead? Because I doubt they would sell many tickets for the cruise if it killed people. Sensors indicate the enemy TARDIS we have pursued. Destroy it! I obey! This feels different somehow. Doctor, we're on holiday, remember? Ripples are becoming waves crashing onto the shore. Meaning? That something wicked this way comes. Big finish. We love stories. James Masters is back as Captain John in Torchwood. Yes, the old flame of Captain Jack returns in March 2018 to wreak havoc in the death of Captain Jack. Here's the trailer. The prisoner is dying. He's been saying that for years. But we believe he has only a few hours remaining. Good. That should give me plenty of time. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Torchwood. The death of Captain Jack. Identify yourself! Captain John Hart. And I believe the words you're looking for are Thank you, Captain John, for saving us from the nasty alien, but you're welcome. John. You look surprised, Jack. It must have been 130 years. My words. Just a garden variety time sprite, Your Majesty. Doesn't belong on Earth and definitely doesn't belong in the year 1785. They tell me you'll die. <laughs> Looks that way. <sighs> Had to see it with my own eyes. No! John! Don't! And I wanted to tell you a story. About what? The life you didn't have, Jack. The life I stole from you. I came here to tell you about Torchwood. Big finish. We love stories and puppies, but mostly stories. Darling? Yes, your majesty. Oh, I love it when you call me that. Open fire. With pleasure. Yeah. 
It may not have escaped your attention that Volume 2 of The Prisoner is now out. And to promote that, our video guide, Tom Saunders, has created an exciting new video for us. Tom Saunders, the man is literally a legend. He actually, uh, he showed me a little snippet of it because he's going on holiday and he said, oh, I've got to get all lots of things done. He said, what do you think of this? And he showed me, I haven't seen the final thing, I just saw the models of it. Looks amazing. So I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing the, 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 the finished product. But yeah, great guy. He's almost literally a legend. He can't be literally a legend. No, yeah, he's fig figuratively he, a legend. Yeah, because he, he wouldn't exist. Uh, so yes, just before Benji and I recorded this podcast, I had a chat over Skype with Tom. Here we are, teasing you with the content of the Prisoner Volume 2 promotional video, which should be out this coming week, probably. Maybe Monday, maybe not. I'll have a word with Paddy. Okay, hello, Tom Saunders. Hello, Nick Briggs. Tom is our video guy, but I think I probably mentioned that in the introduction to this. But it's, you know, it's always worth repeating things, I find. Yes, yes. I've probably, I'm probably listening to you saying that introduction now. And Benji said something about me. No doubt I'm some kind of legend. And, uh, um, you know. I think he will have said that about you. <laughs> legend! <laughs> sorry, Benji, sorry. The trouble is when people say that someone's a legend, it means that they don't exist. Which is not true, because I oh, can dear. see you. So I'll construe that as some kind of threat. <laughs> yes, you will be dematerialised. Um, now, the reason we're talking, Tom, is because you've done this great um, video for The Prisoner for promotional purposes. I'm glad you think so. I do think so. And I think when people see it, they'll think so. I think they probably won't see it until this coming week, actually. Yes. So um, tell us about it. Tell us what it looks like first. Yeah, tell us that first. Right, I'll apologise to Nick on the editing there because it's probably a horrible sound of my throat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, lovely throat sounds. Maybe Benji can use it later for something. Um, so yeah, well, obviously with all these videos, it's difficult to try and keep them different. Oh, I always try and make these trailers different because it's very easy to make them look exactly the same because obviously we start with a cover and then I've got flat layers in Photoshop. I'm sure many people know what Photoshop is to work with. So for the prisoner one, I decided, well, let's do something different this time. And having listened to all of them, because um, I'm, I'm a big fan of the prisoner anyway. Fantastic work, Nick. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> and uh, I think uh, I was listening to one of the stories, uh, Hammer and Anvil, uh, and it's you kind of realise that the number two in the village isn't really the big villain of the story or of the prisoner in general because they're just pawns in a game much like number six and there's someone else who is controlling all of this number one who's he or she <laughs> or she he she yep gotta be flexible in these things <laughs> uh, so who is number one and I thought well it'd be a nice little thing to do if we had in this video there's some sort of character luring and that, that represents the number one aspect of controlling the village and everybody in it so you see the village as a, a toy model basically and uh, all the pieces in the village are little penny farthings <laughs> with numbers on them so they're all there and they're trying to maneuver these number twos into position to break number six but number six cannot be broken as we all know well, it's, uh, and it's a beautifully done. Uh, how did you go about making the 3D model of the village? 
Yeah, that was the big challenge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Building that's why Port Merion. So superb. <laughs> well, um, first of all, I watched uh, Arrival again because there's that there's a great little scene where number two takes number six up in a helicopter and goes, oh, there's the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> you get a good view of the whole of Port Merion. And I watched that again and again and again and again. And probably a few more. <laughs> uh, just to get some good references of the different sides of the buildings. Because obviously building it all in 3D, you've got to start with basically a box and then give the architectural shapes to them. Because there's some quite distinctive buildings in Port Marion as you know Nick you've been there haven't you I have I've been there twice now and hope to go yeah. there a third time <laughs> and then also I found on Google you know the Google street maps yes they've got inside Port Marion so you can go into the square <laughs> oh brilliant so I was in Port Marion looking around virtually <laughs> just getting a, a grasp of the shape of everything and then building it uh, to a basic level because I just wanted it to look like a toy so it's much like um, a scene from Back to the Future one of my favourite films where Doc Brown builds a model of the, the town square and he says yeah. I apologise for the crudity of this model it's not to scale and I did have time to paint it even though it looks amazing because <laughs> he probably built it in an afternoon <laughs> so yeah I wanted that because I want and then we've got all these hands coming into the, the toy itself so I wanted to make it look like a toy so if I'd gone too much detail it would have looked like a really bad model so I had to know where to draw the line as to right that's enough to make it yeah, look like a toy it's good it's nice and stark and simple I think it's really effective because of that you also do the inside the fictional inside of the green dome don't you number two's uh, that's right and um, that was last uh, on the trailer we did last year Chris Thompson built a lot of models for us and that's actually one of Chris Thompson's interior uh, number two's control room you know he's amazing with his 3d skills his 3d skills are way ahead of mine <laughs> i've only started doing them recently i think it was in the war doctor trailer the last war doctor one we did i built the the war council room uh, and that was like my first 3d set so i'm just nice. getting started with those <laughs> i wondered whether uh, yes chris's work had had an influence there for the inside of uh, the green dome yeah yeah so that's that's his green dome model and then i had to put a hand in and obviously one of these models that I've got for it to represent each of the characters so it's got a little penny farthing in there that I made and then we whack them out of the way as hopefully people will see by now <laughs> yeah well hopefully if not they'll just be teased incredibly yeah. those those um number six and number two sort of um avatars as it were they're like sort of chess pieces aren't they in a that's way. right so it's like a big game of unconventional chess so <laughs> there's no well, uh, you know, squares that they move to, but, you know, it's just representing that these are, like, pieces in a game. It's like a big... Now, the question something. I have to ask is your your looming figure of uh, potentially number one. Who Who is the, your... You know what I'm going to say to this. Yeah, what? Is it you? <laughs> that would be telling. <laughs> I actually didn't predict that coming. Okay. So, well, we better leave that secret then, don't we? Yeah. I think so, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> well, he's brilliant, whoever he is, obviously. He or I she. I don't think it's you. No, that's no, not you. It's actually not me. I can confirm that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Well, uh, yes, I think people should write into the podcast and <laughs> tell us. <laughs> who do you yeah, think? A, yeah, who do they think it is? Or, or do they 
do they know that person is that person sitting next to them now yep you know number one could be anywhere could be anyone oh dear all right well thank you very much tom that's uh, beautifully explained and uh, that's great think... i'll let you and benji go back to talking about death to the daleks <laughs> you know that's true <laughs> <laughs> cheers thanks nick bye I didn't make Paddy up. He is a real person. He's a there legend. Are, he's not Saunders. a legend, then. <laughs> he's not a legend. It's real. Uh, Tom Saunders, a very talented man, secure in the knowledge that you, Benji, would call him a legend. Oh, of course I would. He's a he's a he's a dear friend of mine, a good old chap, and uh, we've had many adventures uh, together uh, through time, <laughs> space, and uh, hotel bars. Uh, yes, so uh, you know he is. So uh, that is the. End. <laughs> I sounded like somebody we both know there, Nick. <laughs> That is the end of the news. It's gone, it's finished, it's over, and it's pretty cracking, actually. I, I always I always mm. like our, our little nuggets of news because it keeps us all informed of what's going on. <laughs> if you didn't know what news was. <laughs> what a perfect summation of the concept of news. That was the dictionary <laughs> definition of news. Deary me. Uh, it's quite a hot afternoon. I've gone slightly hysterical. Oh, I've, I've gone mad. I've just... I've just when you've been playing the flugel horns on MIDI keyboard as much as I have lately, you do tend to go a little bit balmy. You've been doing the music for the Spectrum files. I you? have indeed. It's it's great fun doing all those sort of old, old-fashioned sort of uh, orchestrally vibes. Mm. Would you do me a favour? Would you send me some of that music on its own so that we can play it in the podcast? At some yeah, point? sure. I'll, yeah, I'll find yeah. I'll find something to, to pop in there. Yeah, send it all to me. Just send me the whole lot. I'll send you the um. I've got because I've loved listening to it. The Spectrum Files, which is coming out next month, I think, isn't it? Which yes, it Captain is. Scarlet. This is not to be confused with the Captain Scarlet box set, which has got all the beautiful archive material. This is three new sets of four hours each. I think it is, isn't it? It is, and and as well as that, four to five hours issue. Um, and the the other thing as well is, is just to kind of sum all that up is it's because it's the fiftieth anniversary of Captain Scarlet, so yes. big finish is is we're literally we're literally doing loads and loads and loads and loads and loads of of different things to 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 celebrate this, and so there's a lot of releases coming out. Fiftieth anniversary of Captain Scarlet and the fiftieth anniversary of the Prisoner. It's yeah, a good. It's see? a good year for yeah, for big finish. It was finish. a good old year, 1967. You know, yeah. That night there were two classic programs began. That's amazing, isn't it? That is quite quite a, a thought, isn't it? Really. Time now for listeners' emails. Oh, I love emails, and that is literally a fact. It is, uh, it is a fact. So love please, is a fact. So please join in by emailing us at podcast at bigfinish.com. That's P to the O to the D cast at B I G finish.com. No hyphens. And it's as simple as that. So, first up, this is from Chris Stobart. Dear Nick and Benji, the weekend of August the 20th came and went and there was no seventh doctor. 
sale, in spite of it being... It's uh, another line. In spite of it being Sylvester McCoy's birthday, just yet another Companion Chronicles sale. The sales, wrong with that. Yeah, well, yeah, I love a sale. The sales on the Doctor's actor's birthdays have been something I've marked up in my calendar in the recent years because they give me a chance to catch up on bits of the monthly range uh, where, admittedly, I have fallen very behind. Have the birthday sales... Have the birthday sales been nixed forever? Please, please tell me they will be back. Chris Stobart, Northampton. Nick. Well, the thing is, Chris. Sorry, did I interrupt you saying no, something? No, I was just going to so say, much. Nick, what have you got to say about... <laughs> Sorry. Um, yes, Chris, the thing is that the sales do not run to a predictable pattern. On so the ship. if you have discerned some sort of pattern... <laughs> Sorry, I was just, the way you said it made me think of some kind of sailing. The sails don't go on a predictable pattern. <laughs> just imagine no. this ship <laughs> banking away. We've Sorry. gone aground. We've gone aground. Yar. Carry on. Sorry. Yar. Um, yes. So if you've discerned a, a, a pattern, that is erroneous, Chris. They're entirely unpredictable, so we cannot guarantee when there won't be when or whether will will or won't be a sale. They sort of they flash in and out. You just have to be kept on your toes. And no, that's not the answer you want. But yeah, you can't set your calendar by them. Sorry about that. In an alternative, in an alternative history, you're there, Nick, going. Birthdays are unpredictable. You never know when you're going to have one. You have to. Sylvester McCoy's birthday may have been on August the twentieth this year, but next year. <laughs> It's on Fumptember the 19th. 1970-45. Yes, indeed. Uh, this from Daniel Strut. I'm still not got to the bottom of what his surname is. It's just Strut. Hello, NC and BJ. It's me again. I want to give you my opinion on recasting, as mentioned in connection to Blake 7. I think it's a tribute to a great performance if you can resurrect someone on audio. We live in a time where one remake follows another, but honouring a great performance and recreating it the way it recently happened in Rogue One, although interestingly, Daniel, you wrote Rouge One, which sounds like an altogether <laughs> saucier movie, or, or like you do with The Third Doctor, is in no way disrespectful to the legacy of an actor and it would be great if you could recast other parts as well what one's played by living actors <laughs> to say to Colin Baker <laughs> see you later oh, we're recasting the Sith Doctor <laughs> yeah. followed by a headbutt uh, that leads me to another question why is the third Doctor face on the covers always blacked out well it's not blacked out it's kind of just sort of we were putting it in a sort of dim way to kind of you know, as respect for John Pertwee, not say that John Pertwee was in it, but you'll be pleased to hear that on volume three, we've abandoned that. And John Pertwee's face is very, very clear on the cover. All right. Uh, now to a different topic. The Prisoner. I love the two. Do you mean the two box sets? I think so. Box sets. Yes. Uh, I love the two box set. Oh, volume two. I get it. I'll, I'll get the hang of this reading in a minute. Uh, I wonder what your plans are. Uh, you hint in the CD extras that you have a bigger plan. Will we get a final conclusion? Well, that would be answering. That would be telling. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom. Yes, Basil Brush meets the prisoner. That's the answer. That is the answer. Number one is, in fact, Basil Brush. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Mr. Derek. <laughs> Sorry, I'm on a roll. Uh, and my last question... Uh, uh, that you already skipped over. Will Unit and Torchwood ever cross paths? I don't know. Probably not. Sorry. 
Yours, Daniel. Cheers, Daniel. Thank you very much. And this one next is from Jay Barry. Um, hi, Nick and Benji. That's yeah. our names. Uh, I <laughs> you sounded so surprised about that. Yeah. Nick and Benji. Yeah. Jenny Fletcher. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I was listening to a Tom Baker story earlier today and struck across an idea. You've released stories an episode at a time before with Dorian Gray and Dark Shadows' bloodlust. What's stopping you from doing that with a future Philip Hinchcliffe Presents release? Really make it like Saturday Night Tea Time, a new episode of Doctor Who each Saturday for one month. You could go full retro with Radio Times listings and continuity announcements. It will give listeners the chance to unpack the story one episode at a time, taking those who were watching it at the time back to when they were giving younger fans that experience as well. As a motivational poster, Davros... As the motivational poster Davros found in his lab says, keep clams and carry on. Jay, (laughs) like it, like it. Uh, well, Jay, hmm. as you may know, this is where I have to get on the uh, psychiatrist's couch. <laughs> it's quite traumatic. As you may know, a few years ago, we did, when there was a hiatus in the broadcasting of Doctor Who, or when they, uh, when they had those David Tennant specials on, I think, there was sort of big gaps between them. We did the uh, Eighth Doctor and Lucy Miller adventures, and we released them weekly on Saturday nights at six o'clock. Now, this was a long time ago when our website wasn't in as good a shape as it is now. But every weekend, as I've said before, every weekend the website fell over because too many people wanted to download. It's quite difficult to have a website that's robust enough to take everyone wanting to get something at once. I know that sounds a bit prosaic, but anyway, so I, but we have talked about it, especially this year coming up after the Christmas special. There won't be any Doctor Who until I think it's November. Uh, so, um, yeah, maybe we will do something like that. Yeah, I'm quite traumatized at the thought of it because I'd hate the <laughs> website to. F- I mean, you know, like when we announced the David Tennant things, yeah, that's once in a, a blue moon that sort of thing happens, but the website goes. <laughs> It's lucky I don't have my sound effects with me. Anyway, that's my answer, Jay. I hope it's vaguely acceptable. Oh, my, I'm reading this, aren't I? And finally, uh, this rather lovely one from um, Mateus Flores. Hello, Nick and Benji. Sorry if my English isn't very good. I'm from Brazil. My name is Mateus Flores. If you translate my name into the English language, it would probably be Matthew Flowers. Uh, I really wanted to send you guys an email for a very long time, but I wasn't sure what to write about. Well, you know, if you wrote in and didn't know what to write about, it would be a very short email, wouldn't it? I just wanted to say that you guys are one of the best podcasts I've ever listened to, and I listen to a lot of them. Definitely the best one that isn't from Brazil. I'm putting that on a (laughs) (laughs) T-shirt. I've been listening to you guys for some time now, although I'm just 16 years old, probably since 2015. Goodness me. I feel like I've maybe arrested your development. Uh, When I first discovered Big Finish because of Doctor Who, even though I don't have money to buy much of your stuff, the currency here is pretty bad right now, I've got every single free audio you've ever released. That's a very good point mentioning this, Matthias, actually, you know, the whole business that we do have a lot for free. There's a lot. Funny enough. Yeah, a lot on the Big Finish for free section. Um, 
yes. And the Big Finish podcast gives me so much with your drama teases and interviews. I really like it. Well, for the next uh, three weeks, you'll get the, the segments of the first episode of the second volume of The Prisoner. So you will get the first episode for free if you carry on listening. I really like it. Sorry, I lost my place then. <laughs> Even though I've started listening to Big Finish because of Doctor Who, now there's so much more that I like that you guys make. Like The Prisoner, Sherlock Holmes. I love the books, and I think Mr. Briggs and Mr. Richard Earl are the best Holmes and Watson I've ever known. <sighs> Matthias, you are my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> the Avengers, The Confessions of Dorian Gray, Jago and Lightfoot. I'm so sad that Mr. Baxter has passed away. I really like Dr. Lightfoot. Iris Wildtime and many, many more. You guys made my life much better when I need to do something something boring your plays are just the best but by now you must be getting tired of me going on about big finish never never you're being really nice it's lovely in anyway i've got only one question when are you going to bring the big finish audios to brazil i'm putting them in a suitcase and heading off now off to the airport <laughs> see you see you in 20 excuse me sir what have you got in that briefcase um it's, it's a five million big finish CD. <laughs> um uh, sorry i meant suitcase uh dear bad improvisational skills believe me there is uh, there are plenty of Whovians here that love your audios and would definitely buy them if they should be released here I know we can buy it from the UK and bring them back here but it is very expensive a pound now a pound right now is worth about four of the Brazilian currency well I think that's enough to talk about I just have to say buck up stop don't move that way leads to death and ask for Mr Clifford to play something in his magnificent kazoo goodbye and thanks for all the fish that's so I can oblige the the kazoo hasn't been packed because obviously you've got it there i've got it here the harmonica what can you do for someone who says goodbye and thanks for all the fish And Zaphod Beeblebrox is currently appearing in No Sex Please. We're amoeboids and gachelarians at the Brantusvogan Star House. <laughs> How about that? That That's was, that was impressive. From a Radio 4 announcement that I had on a cassette tape. That oh. is incredible. What a tongue twister. <laughs> I spent years learning that. <laughs> well, why not? It's, it's paid off. That was your moment, Nick. That was <sighs> In life, you get given moments, and, and that was one. Of them, and, and and what a perfect way to close the emails this week, I think, really. It may, just quickly, um, one thing, when uh, uh, Matthias mentioned um, Sherlock Holmes, um, yes. it, it just... Indubitably. Indubitably. <laughs> indubitably. Um, it, it completely <laughs> reminded me of um, this reoccurring dream that I've been having, and it, it and it, it it was actually weird because it featured in like last night's dream. I have this. Well, you do. You keep tweeting about your dreams. I find it. I drew. I, I'm I'm one of those people. I'm a dreamer. Uh, I have lots of dreams. I have. I'm. I. I and I tweet mm. about my dreams mainly because it helps me to remember them. Because obviously yes. you forget your dreams. But this is a reoccurring dream that I've had for, for it must be about a year. And it, I, I don't know when, um, you know. But it's that, it's Big Finish have asked me to do the sound design on, on a Sherlock Holmes. But it's always mm. in the background of when I'm doing other stuff. So I'd always be doing it and have this hanging over me like, oh, I've got to do those Sherlock Holmes. There's four of them. And and I never it never gets done. And, and I always oh. keep saying... When is it? Why? Why haven't you scheduled me to, to do this at a certain time? 
and it's oh no it doesn't matter it'll just be released when it's ready but it's always this thing and it never actually gets released and it's and it's nothing to do with Sherlock Holmes at all other than that's the title and it involves just I, I can't even it's not Sherlock Holmes at all but it's called Sherlock Holmes yeah I mean as dreams go yeah I was expecting something like cats with the heads of of Daleks or, or I'd like that or people work, walking backwards through treacle in a pit of pit of flowers. bread a pit, a pit, a pit, a pit, You know, as you know, do, how do you feel now? You've expressed that dream out loud. Do you know what? I, f- I feel actually quite, quite relieved and, and slightly concerned because it made me think about the dream. You know, I, I, it's I, I have a crazy dreams. I remember dreams from when I remember one dream where it was reoccurred for ages. It was Daleks actually. That you just reminded me of it. Daleks coming out of an Aztec temple, and the Daleks wow. and the Daleks are always. Um, mud colored brown i don't know why wow i'm gonna show you something oh what's look that? at that what's that it's a mechanoid well this is or is it, it a mecon plastic i'm sh- well yes <laughs> they're mechons <laughs> um I, i'm showing benji a plastic mechanoid toy from the 1960s that was found in my mother's loft those of you who no follow me way. on facebook will see that um I put, also put some ghastly pictures of some old mangled teddy bears. Quite frightening, actually. Um, yeah, yeah, they are terrible. I love those creatures, and they are horrific, like something out of some awful horror movie. <laughs> they are now no more. Uh, but this actually isn't a toy of a mechanoid. What it is, they made mechanoid toys, and they didn't sell. So they later adapted them. They put, like, a booster and legs on the bottom and turned them into rocket boost. Ro- that you know, rocket is amazing. And sold them with astronaut toys. So I didn't buy this, or rather my parents didn't buy this as a mechanoid toy they bought it as a rocket toy but you're absolutely right it is clearly a mechanoid if you just took the bottom off so there we are it looks a bit like um, the history of doctor who in 100 objects no but it is it, it looks a little bit here. like the spaceship from is it galaxy 5 the one that spins round on and which is obviously on a bit of string i can't remember if it is from Very that like a doctor who special effect it'll obviously be on a bit of string <laughs> yeah that narrows it down benji narrows um it down. yeah very good though very good Thank you. Um, yeah, well, it's time now for our intrepid interviewer, Karen Parks, to track down Matthew Waterhouse. That's Adric to you and me. And Matthew gets the time we met completely wrong. Unless I'm very much mistaken. So I'm here with Matthew Waterhouse for our podcast interview. And the very first question is, when did you first meet Nick Briggs? Oh, good heavens. Many, many years ago, when I was a lad and he was a young man, far in the far past, far too distant for me to actually put a date on it, but I would say probably around 1981. And he's changed very little, mm. as have we all changed very little. <laughs> uh, one can only hope. Um, so what's tingling your molecules about Big Finish at the moment? You've just started recording the first story in a new batch of Doctor Who. Yes, we're doing a fabulous new batch um, of great variety. We're doing a light comic one, we're doing a dark gothic one. It's all, all of the tones of Doctor Who are thrown into this fabulous trilogy, which everybody's going to love, and it's very exciting. Um, what uh, Big Finish Audio gets presented to you most often to be signed at conventions? Is there a particular one that stands out as... Well, they all do. All, all the Big Finish audios. Uh, when, when one comes out and you go to do a signing event, it's usually the newest one or the newest trilogy. They sometimes bring up all three of the, the, the booklets from the newest trilogy. Actually, the one I've had, I, I, I did that may have had the most attention 
is the story by Joe Lidster called A Full Life. But because that was audio only, I'm uh, sorry, that was uh, uh, download only, so nobody's ever brought me a piece of paper to sign, but that's one that people talk about all the time because it's from the point of view of an adult adric, so it's very different from the others. Um, but, but in terms of signing the, the booklets, I mean, we sign all of them eventually. We sign piles and piles of them. <laughs> Um, what is tingling your molecules about entertainment in general right now? If you had to give some recommendations on film or TV or books, music, what, oh, what dear, would you recommend? Oh dear, oh dear, I'm not really up with it. I actually just bought an enormously expensive Japanese box set of the complete RPM recordings of B.B. King. So I'm right now listening to enormous quantities of, of 1950s blues by this great gigantic blues vocalist and musician so I would recommend that to anybody but I can't say it just it's brand new because it's not it's 50 years old but that's what I'm actually currently obsessing about why a Japanese release is it only oh it's, it's exclusive for only 400 in the world dear. Oh. this is um, it's not, not any old rubbish not your HMV mass market product this is only 400 of these in the world uh, but it's 17 discs including uh, when you buy the I'm a sucker for those enormous great you know com box sets that have the word complete on them okay. the complete monk on Riverside or Louis Armstrong complete hot fives all that kind of stuff it's just I just a complete suck for all of that um, but in this case there's out of the 17 discs there's four or five discs of material that nobody's ever heard uh, from this great artist so it really is thriller dealer time if that's your bag not bad summer listening then and what is your guilty entertainment pleasure if you have one uh, well I don't really feel guilty about any pleasures to be absolutely honest <laughs> um, no guilt isn't a big okay. shadow in my life what 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 are you enjoying that people would be surprised that you're enjoying in terms of television or film or culture? Oh, well, to be honest, um, we just moved. Uh, we're, we're spending most of the time in Britain now, but we haven't got around to getting a uh, a light. We haven't actually got a TV license, so I haven't actually watched TV in absolutely ages and ages and ages. I mean, we will. It's just something we haven't got around to yet. So I, I, I am watching absolutely nothing in terms of TV at all at the moment, just for that reason. Um, I didn't even see any of the batch of the last run of Doctor Who on telly. Huh. Um, so I can't recommend anything on the telly. You tell me what's <laughs> on and I'll tell you, I'll have a guess at whether I think it's any good or not. Um, so yes, uh, uh, no, I'm actually rather in a highbrow frame of mind at the moment because I'm reading a lot of Henry James. But I don't know that I would, that's not certainly not a guilty pleasure, is it? That's a bit too sophisticated and highbrow yeah. to, be, to be guilty. You need, you need a television, I think. Yeah, I need a television to, to get stuck feel into really guilty about. game shows, talent yeah. competitions. Of course, I absolutely adore, as I've said many times, I adore the old um, 60s daytime vampire soap opera Dark Shadows, which I'm occasionally in for Big Finish. I absolutely adore that. And um, we do, I do occasionally still watch, if I've seen them all now, all 1,225 episodes, I believe. I've seen oh. them all. Um, but I still occasionally dip into them, and I, I don't know that I feel guilty, but it's certainly, it's certainly an, an enormous and slightly idiosyncratic pleasure. <laughs> um, so, yes, yeah, so you did, uh, as you say, most recently come back from America. So now I get to ask you a question that everyone's been asking me for a year, which is, what do you miss about America? New York City. Mm. Uh, I've always liked New York, and I, I miss not being able to just um, trundle down to NYC occasionally. But you get to but try and I'm going London. over next month, so I'll be in NYC in about three weeks from now. So actually, so it's not that far away. My partner's American, so we go back here. Just as I was always coming over here, so we're sort of based here, but we're still always going over there anyway, you know, two or three times a year. So it's not like 
either place is particularly distant in that sense. Yeah. It's not like going to LA. No, no. Um, any exciting summer plans? Well, apart from fact, going to America, doing lots and lots of big finish. That's a, that's a pretty exciting summer plan. Yeah. Uh, doing reams of them, it's all very thrilling. <laughs> and one of the things I've picked up on um, is that in the green room, uh, everyone tends to talk about your most recent tech acquisitions. Have you got a lovely new piece of technology gadgets? Well, Treadably, you see, I, I'm, I'm being, doing this interview really badly because I'm a bit of a sort of Luddite about these things. I'm not, in fact, the funny thing is that just five minutes ago you spotted me using a Sony CD Walkman. So I did actually, I do have a, uh, um, a an iPod, but there was too much choice on it. It just irritated me that you would turn it on and read 10,000 songs. So I've got to this idea that I just if I'm going out for the day, I just choose one CD, and because you have to be disciplined there, mm. then you have to focus on it, and it's not just all over the place and randomly choosing all sorts of things. You say today I'm going to listen to this or that. Disc so, so from my box set. Disc seventeen from my box set. So, um, so, so actually, yeah, I, you can't get much more retro than a guy walking about with Sony Walkman, but I actually am at the moment. Well, but no, I'm Dave, Peter Davison and Janet. They're just obsessed with their exciting new flat iPad-y, iPod-y, I, whatever it may be things, and they just can't stop. And their new phone and Apple their pens. new app. Mm? Apple pens. Oh, them. Is that the new thing? Apple oh, how exciting. Pen. No, I'm still, you know, I read books on paper. I listen to CDs. It's all retro to me. Well, vinyl's coming. And vinyl, so. I know. I was, yeah, I'm very, I love, I, I've just taken a huge, all my sort of vinyl collections just have come out of storage in the last few months. I've actually been going through all these old music that I love, old jazz and Ray Charles albums that I bought. Even when I bought them, they were secondhand because they, a lot of them were out of print. So I was buying, you know, 1965 Ray Charles albums in 1982. So, so they were old even when I bought them. But I've been going through this thrilling collection of vinyl. I do, I love vinyl. It's just, just like, and of course the packaging is lovely. There's big sleeves and especially if there's a gatefold. I like all that. One thing I'm quite fond of, actually, is those. Uh, there's a really big gimmick that came on in Japanese CDs a while ago of having them in little mini LPs. So now you can buy the complete sets of something like Kate Bush, for instance. You can get her CDs, but they're presented like little miniature LPs, complete with the little in inner sleeves that used oh, wow. to come and the whole thing. That's a little sort of Japanese uh, fashion at the moment, which I sort of really quite like. They're quite sweet, little mini LPs. Cool. <laughs> Matthew Waterhouse, thank you very much. Yes, nothing could stop Matthew Waterhouse talking about vinyl. I know Karen tried, but he went on. <laughs> it was rather fascinating, actually. Vinyl people are my type of people, so... He was, yeah, full of passion about it. Vinyl's he used the term cool. gatefold. Oh, gatefold! Does, yeah, lovely gatefold that, cover. Do you like it? Love a gatefold cover. Gatefold. I bought a gatefold Bowie one for Record Store Day, and uh, it got creased in the first hour of owning it. Never, Jeepers, creepers! Never forgiven myself. But anyway, onwards and upwards. It's now time for the randomoid selectatron. So cue that epic music. Right. Right, straight away! Right, we're in there. It's one of yours, Nick. It's only the Sisters of the Flame, or just oh. Sisters of the Flame. Wow! Without the. That's good. Yeah, Sisters of the Flame. Well, I remember a lot about this, obviously. I'm going to type in, just so that I've got all the details in front of me. Oh, there's a horrible so insect I've, I've on that cover. Sisters of Flame. That's not going to work, is it, on the big thing search <laughs> engine? Sisters oh, of no. Flame. Sisters 
That's the Ogron presentation of it. Sisters of Flame! No complications. No complications. <laughs> we, <laughs> know. we know. We know, we oh. know. Anyway, look, here's the trailer. Sisters of the Flame by Nicholas Briggs. Stowaway has identified herself as Lucy Miller. But don't worry, everything's going to be all right. Oh no, that sounds serious. I knew it. I knew he would be here. Doctor? Doctor, say something. Secure this female. Run! Lucy, run! Objective penetration. Scanning. Why are you looking for the doctor? What do you think's happened to him? The less you know, the better for you, Lucy. Oh, shut up. How quaint. Well, when I say quaint, I mean utterly barbaric. Trust no one, Lucy Miller. Something terrible is happening in the universe. I can tell when it's alive, when it's going wrong, when there's a little hiccup, and when... when it's dead. Doctor? Where the hell are you? I miss you. I can't not ever see you again. That would be rubbish. Sacred flame. Sacred fire. Sacred flame. Doctor? Sisters of the Flame is the penultimate episode stroke story from the second series featuring the Eighth Doctor and Lucy Miller. Lucy Miller as played by the divine lovely human being Sheridan Smith um, and this was an episode we sort of gave Sheridan the lead in the doctors at the very beginning and she gets snatched away from him or he gets snatched away from her I think that's what's happened what happens yeah and uh, then mostly the adventure is with uh, Sheridan and it really proved that she could take the narrative weight of the story um, yeah Amazing, lovely uh, supporting cast here. Alexander Siddig, Sid, as he's known, playing a character called Rosto, who's a great big centipede. Nicholas Grace, who I may be appearing with at uh, the Port Marion uh, prisoner celebration. Uh, Barry McCarthy, who's been in many Doctor Who's over the years, brilliant. And Nicola Weeks, brilliant. Katerina Olsen, old friend. Katerina and Barnaby Edwards, yeah. Um, it's a good strong and, cast that is isn't it yeah and Kenneth Colley as well playing Zorodnik's Kenneth who appeared in uh, Star Wars and just go and look him up he's got an incredible uh, career um, yeah I loved it this is I was. This is lovely memories of work. Have you heard this one? I think I did hear it at the time, actually, because I, I remember the Sheridan Smith stuff. But I, I can't. I, I'm trying. I'm searching my mind to think back because I don't recognise the cover for some reason. Well, I often remember that with these things. Uh, you know, as I've mentioned before, I write uh, scripts often when I'm out and about, which is something that Mark Elstob, who plays Number Six in The Prisoner, laughed about. That when he met me, he couldn't believe that you know, in gaps between courses in cafes, I'd get my laptop out and just carry on writing a script. He thought, surely, you know, people would need to get the muse and, and sit in a quiet <laughs> room and all. That. And I just do it whenever I've got a moment. In fact, I do better writing sandwich between other things and certainly i remember writing sisters of the flame when i was visiting um westgate which is down near margate it's a sort of janet fielding's territory where she lives down there yeah 2008 goodness me and i remember uh, yeah i can i can picture the 
seat I was sitting on by the sea. Wow, okay. While I I wrote an awful lot of it, this and the the following one, which is called The Vengeance of Morbius. Uh, Yes. So very self-indulgently, I can thoroughly recommend it. It's a real showcase for Sheridan. Great supporting cast, and it's the lead-in to a truly epic battle with one of the Doctor's classic enemies. His first and only time... Uh, returning in a in dramatic form with the Sam West doing the most incredible performance as Morpheus. Am I right that you you can listen to Sisters of the Flame and it will follow? You you don't have to listen to to the stuff before it at all to That's kind right, of get you it. Don't. You can no, you no. can go straight in. Yeah, I mean it's the Doctor and Lucy, you know, going off on an adventure. But I would, of course, recommend that you listen to all the Lucy Miller adventures. It's um, was such a fantastic time uh it it was as i've mentioned before doing all that stuff with sheridan and paul was my way into becoming executive producer of big finish because i'm just before i became exec producer i was made producer of the eighth doctor range and so with alan barnes and barnaby edwards helped develop the whole sort of new direction of that series uh which was uh certainly the first series of it um broadcast on radio 4 extra which was then bbc 7 um yeah so there you go i have i'm i'm bereft that 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 time is over actually i'm having all sorts of lovely remembrances (laughs) oh it's all very moving yeah that's time enjoy time you know you can always revisit those moments whenever whenever you want really in your head in your mind Yeah, so that was a, a great uh, offering there from Ran. Uh, some, just looking through the titles, actually, there's some really great stuff in there. Blood of the Daleks. I remember getting so excited seeing the cover of that one. Really? Oh. And I tell you why I got excited because this is incredibly. Because Haley Atwell's on it. Well, obviously, I mean that. that you know, that, <laughs> that that's one thing. But um, but the the this is God. Every, anything I say after that is going to sound incredibly sad. Um, because the iris on on the Dalek hasn't got the little pupil in the middle, but it's it's actually that traditional style one and. It, it doesn't oh yes I was very keen on that there was uh, at some point uh, later on when we had a, a Dalek story the BBC person said oh, the Daleks at that time had a little uh, circle and a dot in the middle I said not on my covers not on my show baby uh, ex-Doctor Who magazine uh, editor uh, Clayton Hickman said we can't we can't ever have those they just look surprised all the time <laughs> it's like they're going ooh ooh <laughs> ooh <laughs> That's one thing I, I, I found uh, yesterday when I was clearing stuff out to move house. I just found a, a Dalek iris uh, on top of my wardrobe, which I've never, oh, wow. which I painted, but I never got round to installing on my Dalek. It's a strange nickname, isn't it? This is Iris, Dalek Iris, we call her. <laughs> so, oh, hello. Imagine this sort of Dalek with a pinny. You know? <laughs> lovely lady, lovely lady. Dalek Iris, nice. So yes, uh, as the Dalek runs past its dead, the Dalek runs <laughs> as this podcast runs past its deadline and fades into painful static. <laughs> just time for Nick to tell us what's new and exciting to listen to from Big Bloom and Finish Flipping Productions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over to you, Nick. 
Oh, what a time to be alive if you like audio drama. The mm. Prisoner Volume 2 is out and so is The Prisoner. Well, number six is in London. What? Find out more by having a listen to the next 15 minutes of the first episode at the end of this podcast. If you missed the first 15 minutes, why not pop back to last week's podcast and have a listen? Or better still, buy the Bloomin' Box set. <laughs> Getting some great reviews. I'm so relieved. <laughs> also, 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 still more from Torchwood Aliens Among Us Part 1 is wowing everyone. So too is The Dying Room. They are superb. The Skin of the Sleek, a script from Mark Platt and performances from Tom Baker and Lala Ward as the Dr. Romana. Yes, I think I said the Dr. Romana like it was one character, like the Dr. Donna, the Dr. and Romana. You just can't miss it. Sylvester McCoy and the gang in the seventh Doctor story entitled The Blood Furnace. Third Doctor Adventures, Volume 3, great reviews for Katie Manning, Tim Trelaw as the third Doctor and the Daleks, Ex Plumin' Terminate. <laughs> I think I just put extra blooming Nate, which just extra blooming Nate, extra blooming Nate, and blooming Hamlet, extra blooming Nate, and Hamlet audio bardery to feast thine ears upon. And there we have it, ears feasted. Certainly have been feasted <laughs> upon, and they're, they're a bit rubbery. Uh, anything to add, Nick? Anything? I don't know. Um, uh, what can I add? No, I, I, I've you know cleared out my mother's loft I say I've cleared out my wife cleared it out of all my stuff I can't tell you it's traumatising traumatising I've left so much stuff in there I've still got boxes to go through and uh, all my old stories masses and masses of paper I just did not stop writing from about the age of six (laughs) writing and drawing and virtually none of it got thrown out so and some old comics to look through that's all I have to say. I'm traumatised. I'm traumatised by the past sometimes and what to do with it, you know. Some people just burn everything, don't they? I'm a terrible... I'm, well, I'm not a terrible hoarder, but I don't like throwing things away. I find... I think that means you're a terrible hoarder. Well, I'm, I'm not I'm not like a crazy hoarder. Like, you know, you walk into my house and I've kept everything ever. You know, that, yes, that's, I've been in some houses like that. You know, that Twix wrapper there is from 1995. <laughs> I was eating that on the... Uh, Dover Breakwater that was I think no 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 that wasn't no that was Scunthorpe my god <laughs> now I, you know I like keeping stuff because I always think well maybe either I'll need that or maybe I, I, I want that, that, that here's memory. some things I kept oh I've got I've got my Spitfire somewhere my, my uh, Airfix this is model a, this is a dinky toy oh is it a dinky toy yeah this is uh, a dinky toy is that is that a um, Stuka a, a Stuka yeah What's really upsetting about this, there are two things. One that's in the past and I can do not, well they're both in the past and I should just let go, but look, you see that little lever there? Yeah. That, if there was a bomb on the bottom, I could release that. No way. These were all done in the aftermath of the Battle of Britain film. But the awful thing is that um, it did the the German crosses, not swastikas, but crosses on the uh, wings. The transfers have dropped off. Now there was one transfer left, so I put it in. I put this in a bag and put it in the shed. But my wife, Mrs. Tidy Up, came into this office while I wasn't around and took it out in the process and threw the bag away. And in the process, she lost the remaining transfer. You have to look online. There's bound to be some. Yeah, There's- but that's it. I said, given the current climate, <laughs> looking for Nazi <laughs> online, I thought, heaven help us if anyone looks at, uh, you know internet search record 
We did snigger about that. I've just realised one of the wheels is missing from the housing here. Might just weep. Also, so another thing, this is about as interesting as watching paint dry, I know. Um, is, what do you think of that? Hold on. Yeah. Is that Concord? Concord. Oh, I love yeah. Concord. A little, little Corgi Toys Concord. Concord makes me so happy. I love it oh, to bits. And it, such I, a I, retrograde step that we don't have supersonic passenger flights anymore. Not that I ever went on one. Have you ever been in a Concorde? I I I never got my opportunity. I've never I've never been to America, so I've never really had a need to to use Concorde. Well, I've, so, there's one in uh, the Fleet Air Arm Museum. The test. Oh, I, one I've been had. I've been in yeah. in a they're a Concorde. They're tiny, aren't they? They're 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 surprised. Well, they're, they're they're surprisingly impressive to look at on the outside, and mm. surprisingly, I mean, I think you know when you're in it, it's an aeroplane, but it's the cockpit in particular that that absolutely i found incredible because it's so complicated it looks it's like a 1950s spaceship isn't it oh it's mad it is it really is but i mean i love i love aviation um and things like that and and in fact, you and your flight simulator. love it i love it chatting to the is bloke there a concord flight simulator yeah, of course of course but i'm too i'm too scared to try that one because it's a little bit too too hands-on you're not supersonic enough i'm not supersonic enough no i'm not i, I can do the i'm learning the airliners and they're quite fun but they're all computers you, you kind of you don't get the thrill of flight because you're you, you're too busy programming your your waypoints and your bits and bobs if if you had to fly a real plane do you reckon you could do it if you had done flight simulators i'm i tell you what i'm i'm confident I could probably do an airliner to a degree, but I, I'm confident I could fly a Spitfire. I'm confident I could do that. I, 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 honestly, I'm, I'm confident Cut I could do that. Cut to Benji inside a real Spitfire. No, I had to scream. I don't know what I'm doing. No, I've, honestly, I, I've, I, that was what I did for about two or three years. I flew with a virtual squadron called 56 Squadron. We flew online against other people flying as the other side. We would take off all, all for real. We would fly for real. We would we would do all this. Oh, it was it was incredible. The stuff I learned, I can honestly say, and the stress. My God, I would finish those sessions, and I would be so hot, and and my heart rate would be so like that because you you've been up, and it's oh, it's terrifying. It made you the man you are today, Benji Biggles Clifford. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, there you have it. Absolutely. I'm so sorry to bring bring a close to that because uh, frankly, I could have gone on forever well we got we got to get on we you know we've got the we prisoner to listen to I, yeah, you know i met a man today the next 15 minutes of him is here yeah, yeah. It's, yes it's the first episode in our wonderfully already acclaimed second box set of the prisoner let's go feeling better <sighs> a little. are you going to tell me about this village and how you got away I uh, took photographs of it. The village? Yes. I've got the film here. Oh, we could take it to the chemists and get it developed. My local man's pretty quick. Maybe later. So, if you had to escape from this village, was someone keeping you there by force? Yes. So, how did you get away? I told you, it was empty. You just woke up one morning and everyone had gone? Yes, even the people trying to keep you there? Everyone had gone. So, what, you just ran? <sighs> I couldn't run. I drove out. It was just mountains everywhere, no road, no track. So I got some supplies from the local shop, the garage, 
Something's left down on the quayside. I made a raft. A raft? You knew how to do that? Yes. How come? Why do you want to know? Just interested. So you set sail. (laughs) Sorry, you're tired. I shouldn't badger you. Sorry. The tea. You put something in the tea. Something? Just milk? (laughs) I could get you a blanket if you want a nap. No, I I, I don't want to sleep. I I have to... I have to... After what? I have to find out. Find out? We should call the police. Oh, have you been listening at the door? Only for your own safety. Shall I go and call them now? No, Brenda, don't be silly. He hasn't done anything wrong. No, not yet. I want to know his story. This is my bed. Hello? Are you decent? Uh, I'm fully clothed. I didn't think it polite to undress you. What? But you were really out for the count, so we put you to bed. Brenda disapproves, of course. It's early morning. About six. Six? I don't sleep very well. I was working in the study. What were you working on? My confession? <laughs> um, uh, you want some breakfast? Why have you got a tape recorder in here? Don't be so suspicious. Why do you keep looking out the window? <sighs> I suppose I still can't believe I'm really in London again. Are you in trouble? Sorry, I shouldn't ask that. I promise I won't ask it again. It's a perfectly natural question. I don't want to pry. Just let you tell me in your own time. Interesting technique. Why is it difficult for you to believe you're really in London again? This is you not prying, is it? This is me being intrigued. They faked it before. Faked what? Who did? Are you faking it? Exactly how long have you been away? How long have you owned my car? I can show you the logbook if you like. Yes, I would like that. And you still haven't told me about why you have a tape recorder in here. Oh. Well, I suppose I should confess. Please do. I'm a novelist. So... Sometimes, well, the blank sheet of paper in the typewriter sort of defeats me. So I use that to record some ideas in here, away from the study and the dreaded typewriter. Oh, no, please don't switch it on. Perhaps I want to know your story. Please, it's just ideas at the moment. It's, it's, It's nonsense, really. But I want to know your story. Uh... Okay, so, he's lost in action. Yes, that's what we'll say, just lost in action. Hmm, that could be the title. And she, the wife, isn't given any more information than that. Every morning, she finds herself looking out of the window and wondering 
if he'll come home again. Even though she has the telegram telling her that he's dead, she doesn't quite believe it. How can anyone believe someone is dead if, if they don't see the body? That could sound a bit weird. Never mind. Go with it, Kate. So... Without seeing his body, can she ever be sure her husband is dead? And so she carries on, looking out of the window. More and more, she expects him just to turn up out of the blue. But... But slowly, relentlessly, her despair gets worse and she... She never goes out. She never sees anyone. She isolates herself. And then she notices a robin redbreast every morning feeding on her window ledge. A beautiful robin redbreast every morning. Until one morning it isn't there. And she realizes that that little bird not being there, she realizes she feels the same as she did when she read the telegram. And she cries. She can't stop crying. She cries herself to sleep. But the next morning, the robin is there again. There, feeding on the window ledge. And seeing it again fills her with joy. Indescribable joy. And she, this is crazy, she gets the uncanny feeling that somehow the robin redbreast is her husband. She knows it's bonkers, of course, but she feels it with more and more uncanny certainty that her husband is still alive in another creature's body. Why did you turn it off? It's, um... <laughs> it's embarrassing. That's all. It's just a... Silly idea. I'll probably never write it. And as I was trying to tell you, um, I've got the logbook for the car in the sitting room. Good. <laughs> Show it to me. Damn. Coffee and toast. Anything else I can get you? This logbook... It's new this year. Yours is the first name on it. There's no indication of the previous owner. The estate agents arranged it all. They said the car was available, and my... I've always had a taste for little speed. How long have you lived here? About a year. We... Do you want me to look out the details of the lease for you? Yes. Okay. I was joking, but... You think I'm mad? I think... It's important for you to know these things, and I'm happy to help. Here you are, the lease. Thank you. The estate agents were Stombell and Croydon. Yes. I remember I dealt with Mr Croydon himself. Nice enough. Big moustache. That wasn't the firm I did business with. That's all. Yes. And? And? I'll admit it, I'm fascinated to know your story. You want to turn my life into a book? Would that be 
such a bad thing? Everyone has a story. I don't tell stories. Why not? Everyone tells stories. Not me. I've got nothing to say. So you have a secret? It's all secret. Your job. Why do you say that? Do you work for the government or something? That's an odd conclusion to come to. Is it? Yes. What's your secret? What makes you think? You keep stopping yourself from saying something. So, we both have little nagging feelings about each other, don't we? We both know the other has a secret. If you say so. I'll tell you mine if you tell me yours. No deal. Okay. So, what now? Will you let me borrow your car? Is that a no? Will you bring it back? Yes. Where are you going to go? To see the people I work, worked for. Okay. How long will it take? Hard to tell. Not long. You're lying. Tell me something that's true. I don't know how long it'll take. That's the truth. What's your name? Peter Smith. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, okay. Peter. The ignition key's in my desk over there. Thanks. Are you putting me in danger? No. You don't know, do you, Peter? Be seeing you. Are you seriously going to see your old bosses dressed in those dirty old clothes? What? Oh. What do you suggest I do about it? I'll lend you some of my husband's clothes. Your husband? He died. A while ago. And you're more or less his size. There's a suit that'll fit you. I'm sorry. What about? Your husband. Thanks. Peter. I'll give you a spare key for the front door too. I may be out when you come back. You trust me to come back? I think you'll do your best. Be gentle with her, won't you? I've had a bit of trouble with her overheating in traffic. She'll be fine. Thanks for the clothes. And the food. Be back in time for Brenda's hot pot. I'll... I'll do my best. Be seeing you. Fly away, Robin.
ZM73. I said ZM73. Uh, uh, please wait. Verify barrier rising. Don't worry, Brenda, I'll get it. He's probably crashed that car of yours. I don't think so. Oh, uh... Hello. Um, you're from the pub, aren't you? That's right. Behind the bar. Oh, so what can I do for you? You got that strange bloke from the pub here? I'm sorry? You know, the one who nearly fainted and was asking all them questions about Bob. I thought you didn't know him. Who? Bob? No, Peter. Peter? Uh, the man. And Bob, for that matter. No. Just wondered if he was all right. Did you? Yeah. I'm sorry, but I'm not sure I quite understand why you're... Uh, concerned. Aren't you? No. No, I'm not. <laughs> sorry. Is he here? Um... Look, I'm afraid I don't really know you. I don't even know your name, so I'm not sure it's appropriate for me to... Talk to a stranger? Well, yes, to be blunt. Sorry. <laughs> but isn't Peter a stranger? Look, I don't think I have anything else to say, really. All right, love. But if you take my advice, you don't want to go falling for some fella just because he reminds you of your dead husband. I beg your pardon? If he really is dead... What? Be seeing you. But what on earth did you mean by 